The Stories I Wish You Heard is a member of Bunk Collective, podcasts that came to play. Check out this other podcast, one of many great titles, only from Bunk. WWAEW, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, PWR, MWF, and many more. If you're a wrestling fan, you got it. Listen to the MTG Show podcast, a wrestling podcast, every Fridays on your favorite podcast platforms. And remember, stay safe. It's the wrestle. Hey, welcome to the stories I wish you heard. You're listening to the B episode for 27A, If You Stay With Me Tonight. So if you haven't listened to that yet, you can pause this episode first and come back after. If this is your first time listening to the show, the B episode is where I share some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the story. It is also a safe space where storytellers like you can unpack and share some of the stories you wish were heard. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can show your support by clicking follow or subscribe. You'll get notified whenever a new post is up. You can also rate the show on Spotify or leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app to let me know how I'm doing. Don't forget to join the Stories Telegram channel for free exclusive content at t.me slash t-s-i-w-y-h. We've got a lot to celebrate. The show just hit 90,000 streams, and it's been a while since I celebrated a streaming milestone. I think uh, the last one was... I think I did a special episode for 20K, and as a solo podcaster, I never thought there would be this many people interested in my little stories, so to reach you over 90,000 times and be in Spotify's top 200 podcasts all month is just crazy. (laughs) As I reach my second anniversary in September, I hope I can keep you coming back for more unheard stories. Thank you so much for listening to the stories I wish you heard. And with that out of the way, let's get unpacking. I wrote If You Stay With Me Tonight in August 2022, and it's the first of a series of stories that I'm writing for a collaboration with Sean of My Negative Feelings. We picked a record, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion Side B, and we're coming up with a zine of stories and photos, which will hopefully come out by the end of the year, so stay tuned for that. Now, I've started with the second half of the record, so Body Language was up first. It's a poppy song about a will-they-won't-they kind of situation. She calls the boy her lover, but he calls her his friend. And uh, what his words cannot say, his body betrays. And so Carly invites him to use body language instead. If you stay with me tonight, we'll talk it over, she says. And that's the part that I fixated on. I thought it would be interesting to see someone who's so tired of analyzing a potential love affair that he's just resigned to let the fates tell him what to do. Like, if he wakes up before his alarm, if the boy brings something to drink. I remember being just as superstitious. When I was younger, I'd often ask for signs like this. And sometimes they'd work, oftentimes they didn't. But I'd be the type to typically act a specific way just based on the color of the shirt he was wearing. Now, the last line is from a 100-word story that I wrote in 2015. And I'd been meaning to write the full story on it for some time now, but I just couldn't find the words. It wasn't part of bedtime stories, but I haven't really forgotten about it. Um, There's a cliche that says, if nothing ever changed, there would be no butterflies. And I thought, well, yeah, that's cool. But then I saw this video about how sometimes due to disease or parasites, 
a caterpillar could actually wrap itself into a cocoon but never emerge. And I thought, how sad it must be to be a hollow chrysalis. You know, you want to change, you play by the rule book, but due to circumstances that are outside your control, you just don't. And in the 100-word story, I pictured that there was a gay person who kissed his straight friend. And the straight guy brushes him off, but then he tries to reassure him that everything will be fine, they're still friends. But, you know, at that point, you're not sure if you even want that anymore. So here is entry number four of Project 0.1, which inspired the ending of If You Stay With Me Tonight. I wish you'd hate me instead. I wish you'd punch me in the face. Call me a faggot. Tell me what I feel for you is wrong. Because accepting me for what I am is not the same as loving me. Telling me you're cool with this is not the same as loving me. And I do so desperately need you to love me. Nothing has to change. We're still friends. It's just, you know... It's just that I love you. Yeah, but nothing has to change. We're cool. Only a hollow chrysalis could know the pain of nothing changing. So that's the story behind last week's episode, If You Stay With Me Tonight. After the break, we'll listen to this week's storytellers who'll tell us whether bed friends could turn into boyfriends. We'll be right back with the stories I wish you heard. Hey everyone, this is Mo Twister and you're listening to the Kingdom Podcast with the voice DJ Yuki. That was the OG, Mo Twister promoting this podcast. If you like Korean pop culture or know someone who does, then get into it and visit our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at the Kingdom Pod PH. We're proud to tell you that this is one of the premier shows to go to for your weekly dose of K-pop. So drop everything and listen to the Kingdom Podcast, available in all your podcast streaming platforms. Join us! Welcome back to the stories I wish you heard. You just heard the ad for The Kingdom, a K-pop podcast. The OG controversial dose of K-pop in the Philippines that delivers the hottest news and topics that other K-pop podcasts are afraid to discuss. In their latest episode, The Girl Group Standard 15 Years of Girls' Generation, Yuki and Elle look back at their first love and what they thought of Forever One, their comeback. I'll leave a link in this episode's show notes. Now earlier this week, I posted this question, Have you ever fallen in love with someone you hooked up with? This week, we have a total of seven entries, two from our inbox and five from Twitter. Let's see what our storytellers had to say. Our first entry is from Noah Fens, a lovely code name. Let's listen to what Noah had to say. I was exploring sexually back then. I met up with this guy I was casually flirting with and hooked up. Usually, it takes time and work before I am satisfied sexually. But I believe that that was the first time that I was too loud during sex. He was that good. Sexual compatibility was strong and I ended up craving for more, which led to us meeting up more and eventually falling for him. He was nice, but looking back, 
it wasn't love that time. I believed I was blinded by the sexual chemistry that I ignored rational thinking. In the end, it never went anywhere. I guess it's one of those times that we mistake something for the thing we're longing for. Now for all the advances we've made in medicine and science, we still can't seem to control our bodies. When the sex is great, I guess the signals in our brain get messed up and it's easy to mistake a good lay for good love. Once the novelty of getting into each other's pants fades, will there be enough to have a happy ever after? Now this reminds me of a tweet that read of Hainayan at Agham sent to me. Clark said, yeah, sex is cool, but have you ever had a genuine connection with someone to the point where you guys can talk about anything and everything and not get bored? I got to thinking, there are men who you want to sleep next to at night, and there are men who you want to wake up with in the morning. The real challenge is finding these men in the same person. So thank you, Noah, for sharing your story with us. I'm glad to hear you found someone who made your toes curl, but I'm much happier to hear about the boy who made your heart beat. Our next entry is from our resident storyteller, McCoy. Let's listen to what McCoy had to say. Hey, city boy, this is McCoy. And for your question, have you ever fallen in love with someone you hooked up with? But I want to expand that and add friends with benefits. So the quick answer is no. I like my situations of unrequited love more complicated and hence more painful than that. Uh, For me, a random hookup is just that, random and transactional. We're meeting up for one thing and one thing only, and emotions have nothing to do with it. Now, I'm not saying this can't be a regular hookup where emotions could eventually develop, and I've had my fair share. But to be honest, I never allow myself to get that far. It could be out of fear of getting hurt or simply practicality since more often than not, the situations, they don't end well. Now, for friends with benefits, absolutely not for me. Um, I have this rule to never cross that line with a friend. I think it causes too much complications for me and I'd rather not deal with it if I can avoid it. So yeah, that's it. McCoy is a perfect example of someone who can compartmentalize people and emotions well. He admits he prefers more painful iterations of unrequited love, and so he doesn't really cross that line with his friends with benefits. It's too complicated, he said, so he'd rather avoid it. A smart choice, but it makes me wonder if there was a romance or two there that failed to launch because of this line. So thank you, McCoy, for teaching us about lines we shouldn't cross. And while you say you've been hurt by unrequited love before... It's also made you wiser, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate the wisdom from your experiences. Okay, from our inbox, let's travel to our Twitter responses. So I tweeted this a while back while I was researching for this story. Just curious, have you ever fallen in love with an F-buddy or FWB? How did it turn out? Like, what are the odds that you can go from part-time bedmate to full-time partner? And we had a number of responses. So let's see what our Twitter storytellers had to say. Up first is John, and let's see what he said. John said, I have. You agree to all the rules you tell yourself at the beginning, but it's just easy to catch feelings when there's intimacy. You only get promoted to boyfriend status if he finds you worthy. Mine ended badly because I ended up falling hard, and it's against the rules. I quit. So this made me wonder about how the rules get stated. 
Like, if he didn't think you were worthy, but you legit thought you were on the boyfriend track, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. So John adds, After the one night stand, he'll tell you he liked it and want repetitions. You agree and you both state the rules via an app messenger to avoid issues, over a cup of coffee if you're lucky. Now it'll keep going as long as you both want, or until you start falling apart. That sounds rough. And it's been a while since I dated, but it looks like it's a very different world now. It's very democratic, in a sense, but it also seems rather cold. And what struck me was that you could have a cup of coffee with each other if you're lucky. And I guess in my time, coffee was like the baseline. So it's uh, it's a very different world now. It seems rather cold. And if you do end up falling apart, it seems to take away your agency. I asked John if it was possible for him to ask for more instead of waiting for a repeat performance and he said yes, it was possible, but it isn't recommended if you have rejection issues. He said you could initiate, but he can say no. When you have rejection issues, the better takeoff is when he initiates and you agree. Like in any dance, you'll both have to want it and it's not always like that. You really have to follow the rules, especially the ones that break the deal. So it seems like there's a lot to risk and not enough light at the end of that tunnel to walk confidently. They say the universe favors the brave, but it also seems to favor those who are calloused. Our next entry is from M who said, Nilalandi ko pa lang ang fubo ko ngayon. Balitaan kita, charot. And to that we say, good luck M and I hope you find your happy ever after. We also heard from George who said, Worst experience ever and wouldn't repeat it again, but happy for those who managed to convert it over. Believing that love should be simple, I asked what made the situation complicated and he said, Maybe if it were a playlist, it'd be in this order. Slumber Party, The Heart Wants What It Wants, and Miley's Angels Like You. Best to have a foundation hindi centered to sex, rather having one anchored by reciprocal love. Sana sa umpisa pa lang, and then a shaking hands emoji. I guess it's hard to start a reciprocal love foundation if your original intent was to get off or to hook up. Many people I know are great at compartmentalizing. It helps keep things in check, it regulates drama. Unfortunately, if you've been filed in the sex folder, I imagine it's hard to move to the love file. Just the paperwork alone would be a nightmare. Now, we have another response, this time from Pablo, who said, Eh, editalo ako. Nagka-feeling sa FUBU, parang nasira yung eksena. Nag-expect kasi ako. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is, Expectations are premeditated resentments. Perhaps in expecting love from someone who only saw you as a friend or a bedmate, you unexpectedly begin to develop unhappy feelings. I honestly think you're better off though, Pablo. It's better to see these things early on, so I say, you're still winning. Okay, and our last Twitter entry comes from Gigi, who said, I did, and then a smiling emoji with that uh, one anime sweat. <laughs> I don't know what that's called. Anyway, um, I did. The rules were pretty clear in the beginning, but then there were these moments. I'm not sure if I was just overthinking them or there really was something. Anyway. I realized my feelings ruined what we had, so I just stopped sleeping with him. <laughs> so it seems that this rule thing that John was talking about is legit. 
a lot of people are taking the time to sit down and set the terms of engagement. I mentioned this to Gigi and she said, Yes, ha ha ha. At first, I thought it was going to be awkward talking about rules, but it was okay. If there weren't any rules, I think I would have checked to see if he had feelings too. And that would have gone south. Maybe I'm just romantic, but I think I would go crazy at the thought that maybe he had feelings too. We're not taught this behavior. It's something that we learn over the years of fighting for love. A part of me thinks that at some point, anyone who has done this was hurt by the exact situation. So perhaps they developed feelings and then they were hurt by it. As humans, we learned very early on not to touch fire because it hurts. And so it's helped us survive all these years. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same survival instinct that has manifested in another way. Okay, so some final words on this week's episode. I thought about whether I wanted to cross the line with a hookup before, and then I remembered this one boy that I met shortly after I left a long relationship. Here's that story. So I had been single for a few weeks, and I was really making full use of my dating apps. Uh, I connected with this boy from the next building, and let's call him Cliff. Cliff said that he was looking for a serious relationship, and he was upfront that if we were going to talk, it would be with the intention of starting a relationship. Knowing full well that being freshly brokenhearted was a major boner killer, I bit my tongue about the status of my own heart, and I kept chatting with him anyway. I wasn't sure if I wanted a relationship or if I was even ready for one. All I knew is he was cute, a little young, but he was mature and he had a good career, so... Um, I wanted to keep talking to him. Now one afternoon, he told me that he had the condo all to himself all afternoon, and I asked if he was inviting me over. He said yes, so I showed up with some beer and we watched TV in his family's living room for a bit. I asked about the people in the picture frames on the wall, and he introduced me to his mom, his dad, his siblings, and then um, I told him that there was a good movie playing at Cinema 76, and He said he'd been meaning to see that too, so I guess we were emboldened by alcohol and the rush of, you know, meeting someone new. We ended up penciling plans for the next couple of weeks. Now, one thing led to another. This was a long afternoon, and we started making out. And I don't know how or why it happened, but I can still see the moment that he took my file from the love folder and moved it to the hookup pile. There was a flame in his eyes that died all of a sudden, and it didn't matter if I was ready for a relationship or not. This boy was not interested in having one with me. Now, I was a good sport. I messaged him a bunch of times after that afternoon, even though he wasn't replying, and I quickly realized that Cliff thought he was looking for something serious. My mistake was I thought I could believe him. I don't have massive hooking up experience, but I imagine that what happened between us happens in bedrooms or or living rooms all the time. Love is a constant choosing, and at that moment, I guess he realized he couldn't choose me. Luckily, I hadn't invested too much in that relationship. If anything, I was grateful for the opportunity to crawl while I was learning to walk again and to get ready for the love that was ultimately coming. At the end of the day, He was just a frog I had to kiss, one of many frogs I would end up kissing while waiting for the one who would become a prince. So we've learned from our storytellers that in these situations, 
a proper setting of expectations is critical. You could have massive sexual chemistry. You could keep coming back for more. You could end up falling in love, or you could just fall apart. That all depends on what happens in conversations beneath the sheets and behind closed doors. I can't tell you not to cross that line with a bedmate. All I can offer is a line from one of my favorite songs. In Elephants, Rachel Yamagata succinctly tells us to be courageous in our pursuit of love, but make sure you're guarding your heart. For those of you falling in love, keep it kind, keep it good, keep it right. Throw yourself in the midst of danger, but keep one eye open at night. (laughs) That bell tells us that that's all the unpacking we have for this episode. Thank you to our storytellers for sharing your recordings. It's been an honor to share the stories you wish were heard. Now, if you'd like to weigh in on this week's episode, you can share your stories with me on Twitter or Instagram by tagging me at CityBoy or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the stories I wish you heard or on Telegram at t.me slash T-S-I-W-Y-H. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Come back next week when you feature another story on The Stories I Wish You Heard. Thank you.